Welcome to We Heard About Pluto, a psych rewatch podcast. I am your host, Riggs, along with my additional hosts, George and JP. What is up, boys? The psych Howdy. boys. Psych boys are here. The psych boys the are psych back boys are- and they're better than ever. Hey, uh, wow. Hey, now. Hey, now. The psych boys are back. Mm-hmm. Back for the season finale. This is yeah, it. This we is sad. It. This is sad. It's really sad. Season yeah. finale. We'll never see another one. Never. <laughs> so true. Just like we'll never mm-hmm. have another single digit episode, right? <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. I was thinking about that today. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm like, we're going to have to name it's episode one next. Shit. I'm going to look like a total fool. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. We love it. We love it. I know. It's just yeah, like astronomer. Yeah, we all. <laughs> we should. We should. We should change it to uh, your host JP and George and our additional host Mike. <laughs> Look, we we tried this revolt one time. We and it, it went poorly. <laughs> written, I don't know that I have another failed revolt in me. At least wait for the next as season. We re- as we reminisce about the first season, I gotta say one of my favorites was when Riggs crashed out, and then George and I took over, mm-hmm. pretending to be Riggs, <laughs> yeah. and close out the show. That, oh, was, that was fun. that was one of my favorite episodes of the season. I did love that. It's, yeah, I think my, we internet, lost that one too, didn't we? We, I think we have it. it, it I heard it for sure because I think George sent me the audio of it, which was very, <laughs> it was very fun for me. But yeah, my internet issues were a theme for the first few, mm. but. Oh. Those have been cleaned up now, which is nice. Nice clean episodes we've had. Love to see it. You love to see it. Well, as we say goodbye to Psych, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> they really they wrote us quite a love letter in this episode. They did, mm-hmm. folks. I was in my element. It's a big one. It's a. It, it, I was a happy boy. <laughs> I was a happy, happy boy. <laughs> We were all very happy, boys. This is, I mean, not to give anything away, but it it, it, it was a good one. Good, good way to good way to close the season for first season of a show. I'm gonna say like it's it, it's up there for. It's not, but not only do they close things, they also give us the first occurrence of two two different psych jokes that will persist through the remainder of the of the show. Wow. Mm, yes yeah that i know i know of one off the top of my head but you'll have to tell us the other after um you know we're gonna tease that for now teasing it good episode though should we get into the recap and then we'll just get into what we thought yes i would how enjoy every, that how yes. every episode has gone smart mm-hmm. that's really Keep it smart. consistent for it's the, a good idea yes. that's a good idea thank you thank you yeah um okay so flashback halloween 1987 Sean is a cop. Gus is Lando Calrissian. Are trick or treating? Henry takes them to scan their candy for razor blades when accosted by a frantic man saying they have a jumper at the mental hospital. Um, there, uh, uh, Mist- Misty Pines. Misty Pines. Misty Pines. Great name. Mm-hmm. Also, porn name. Porn star name. Sounds the... like a golf course to me. <laughs> yeah, to me as well. Uh, it sounds lovely. I would love to have like a lodge. I would like to spend some time at Misty, Misty Hills or whatever. I don't even remember what it was. Misty Pines. Pines. It's Misty a porn Pines. star and everything <laughs> you're right. saying is incriminating right. you. You're right. Um, but also the razor blades and candy is a classic urban legend. Mm-hmm. Um, the very, very visible in Halloween 2, which helped to cement it in the American imagination. Fun fact. That is a fun fact. Yeah, I never I was always worried about that as a kid. Not really, but like it was it, it did make its way to, sure. you know, 
But like, it was my also parents like mentioned it as well. Right. It was also like there's going to be a razor blade in your apple. How many times did you get a fucking apple? On we skip those. Because I can tell you houses. zero, zero, right. zero times. Never got a fucking apple. Uh, I lived actually in a uh, gated community of dentists, so I only got apples, <laughs> and they all had razor blades. Now I gotta ask as a follow up: How many doctors did you see subsequent to that? Um, any further questions can be directed to my representation. <laughs> wow, <laughs> you know, a little blast into Georgia's past gated dentist I mean, community. He's talking about me, though, I assume. And I can tell you guys, <laughs> no, my brother's an a apple a day. That's him. I will fight him. I will fight him. <laughs> Listen, I need you. I need to keep you both on retainer because eventually <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to see, gonna see each him. other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. so badges yes. checked and then the kids had a good night and they went home. They had a good night. That was <laughs> it. Done, right? Yeah, they see, except for they see uh, they're at the mental hospital and they see they see they think they see scary Sherry as they coined the term the the name jump out of the window up top. Well, so now let's break down what is it they actually see. They see so the, the, they the, Henry tells them to close their eyes and orders them to stay in the car. They of course open their eyes and they see her up in the window look down and get scared. And then when they look back up, they see an empty window. So they just assume that she has jumped. So they watch her die? They watch her fucking... That's upsetting. They're children. They shouldn't see something like that. Nine years old. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up, isn't it? Wow. It is. Um, I I love this intro. I think it's so good. I do too. I do too. It's so fucking good. (laughs) I, I just think that the kids acting is really good in it. And this is the first time that it's really kind of shown, I think. Um, in later seasons, the the like cold opens really are a treat sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, they get to do some fun stuff in them. And I think that this is one of the first examples of that really being the case. Um, this is like a big set piece moment for them. And there's spooky lighting. You know, it's very like, psycho three uh with like the lady at the top there you know they they call out the omen um specifically with the nanny they who, do who yes mm-hmm. it's this this i mean we should just say right at the top this episode is designed around being a horror movie it, it's right. very it's much halloween, playing around the tropes think, right yeah it's it, it's very much halloween but it also it, it it's also digging into kind of some of the deeper ones like like oh i don't the mean the movie night. i mean like this was a halloween episode right oh uh, Oh, I don't know. Did it air on Halloween? Because mm, it was the season finale, so it seems like it would be. Well, I think the show was a summer show, wasn't it? And so wouldn't that oh, run into that fall? that makes sense. That makes sense. Yes, yes, yes. George, I've always said you're the smartest one. <laughs> We've always said that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Hey, you said it, brother. I'll take the compliment. <laughs> it's canon. It's canon now. All right, so we move to the present day, and a college student is in the same now abandoned mental hospital and uh, seemingly being haunted. She sees the ghost and backs up into an open window, falling to her death. Ah. <laughs> that is that was guys. Chair. I know you're thinking, was that George doing that sound? That was actually we spliced in the footage from the show. Right. Really high production value here now that we're coming to the end of the first season. <laughs> they stepped it up. We got to step it up. We got to step it up. We got to <laughs> right. follow suit. Note to the editor, put in the clip from Psycho 3 where she screams, there is no God. 
<laughs> Excellent. And we'll chop that in. Um, it'll be nice and seamless. So, yes, she falls to her death, and we move to Sean and Gus entering the psych office to find Juliet dressed as a college sorority student. Deep She's cover, un- baby. Undercover, deep undercover, investigating the death of that co-ed, uh, Doreen Harthen. Juliet needs Sean and Gus to help read the sorority. We break to Lassiter meeting his new temporary partner while Juliet is undercover, Goochberg. Okay, stop. The We're going to stop right yes, here. Please. We're I was hoping right someone here. would jump in. So we have talked at length about how the B stories mm-hmm. can often be unrelated to the main plot and still succeed despite their over-the-top sitcom bullshit. Mercedes Rule is one of the greatest actresses of the last hundred years, and she is so fucking good in this episode and Mm. her character is hot garbage nonsense and the plot makes no fucking sense but she gives a fucking oscar caliber performance to this role Mm -hmm. i just want to before you go into the whole what happens here she's fucking amazing yeah i agree do i sound like that like what (laughs) happens here yeah (laughs) yeah i actually thought that was you when i was looking away i actually spliced in a clip of reed saying it in an earlier episode (laughs) oh that makes sense no i totally agree with you just without you know i'm just gonna say it it is my favorite this is my favorite b plot of the entire series so far it's it's so funny it's it's, it's goochberg come on it's great gooch Gooch is fucking crazy she's crazy and i love her and she has the best anecdotes about Every injury she's had, which every one of them seems to come from a bar fight, one of them with a teamster. Like I'm about to, oh um, God. Here's she's, the thing, though, is that Tim Ormondson has just impeccable comedic timing. Mm-hmm. He plays 100%. a great straight man. Yeah, totally. This is what a what a time for him to shine. It's it's absolutely spectacular. He's so funny in this. And her zaniness only works because it has a good straight man to bounce off of. Mm-hmm. And together they are producing comedy gold. It's, it's incredible. I completely agree. I think one of my favorite moments of this storyline, and we're going to get into the whole thing, but when she's in the hospital bed and he tries to tell her that we didn't get the guy because he was the victim, but it's in her deaf ear. So he moves to the other side of the hospital bed to tell her, yeah, no, we got him. Like the delivery of, yeah, we got him. Goochberg. (laughs) So good. So fucking great. I'm going to have to agree with Riggs on this. It's probably my favorite B Mm storyline of the season. I'd go as far as to say if the show was called Lassie and Goochberg (laughs) instead of Psych. And this was the A plot. A soft pilot. It would be <laughs> they were pivoting into great. this. So they were great. Doing a spinoff. I would have fucking watched this show. It's a shame that, it. uh, that she unfortunately dies in a fire. Yeah, that's sad. Real sad. You see it too. It's crazy. <laughs> I was just, uh, that was very graphic for the show. Yeah, I was, was very weird. surprised. It was yeah, weird. They're, they're shooting their shots on the season family. <laughs> <laughs> We move to Sean and Gus at the sorority house asking questions um, and they're encountered by a ghost. Wait, stop. <laughs> Even before, I'm sorry, 
this episode got me on so many levels and the guest stars in this, they weren't guest stars. They were actors and actresses who had not yet become who they were going to be. Right. The main sorority actress is Alexander, uh, Alexandra Breckenberg, who, if you've watched, um, oh my God, the Ryan Murphy horror show, American Horror Story. Mm. He has been recurring on that. In the first season, she's the young version of the maid. She's an amazing actress. She's been in so many fucking things. She's so good. And even in that first scene where they're talking to the sorority girls, that actress is just like, every time she's on screen, she's so much better than everyone else around her. Like, she's the only act actual actress in the scene. So fucking excited when I saw her on the screen. Yeah, she's funny. That's cool. You guys always know the these characters from other things and i never do so i'm really hope I'm, I'm aiming for one day where i know where this person's from because i've never recognized her before but she was well, you know you know who i'm talking about though like the, yes. the, the 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 kind of the the lead sorority girl yes in the yeah episode mm -hmm. great actress great actress i mean yeah it was um so the, yeah they're they're questioning them the sorority girls and they're encountered by the ghost and then they everybody freaks out Sean and Gus leave screaming and flailing. <laughs> Very funny. Um, but then after that, Sean realizes someone obviously was behind the ghost and has a lead talking with Julia, um, Alice Bundy, Doreen's best friend, the girl that was murdered. Juliet speaks uh, to Alice and the conversation does not go well. Alice clearly hates the sorority and threatens Juliet. Going over clues, Sean realizes. Okay, stop. Sorry. Shannon Woodward, guys. I yeah, haven't so seen her good. in things. She's amazing. She was she's in so the first thing I think I ever saw her in was actually uh oh god, the name's escaping me. It was a gypsy family that moves into uh rich uh, like uh, an abandoned rich people's house and they pretend that they are the family that lives there. Wow. Um Beverly Hillbillies uh, too. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cheat. The father of the family, you would know because. He is a famous comedian who recently came out as trans and is now living his life as a woman. He's British. Um, and the mother of the family is the woman from uh, Goodwill Hunting and Circle of Friends. Oh, it's killing me. None the Riches. The show's called The Riches. The, ri the show's called wow. The Riches. Um, I'm, I'm still anyway, as far away from it as before you gave the clues. He was also know. in Raising Hope. <laughs> If you guys haven't seen Raising Hope, it's a no. really good uh, sitcom. I haven't seen it. Non-traditional sitcom. Um, she's in Search Party. She's in she's Westworld. In Westworld is. I finally know someone from something. It's she. Uh, I, I, I know. I knew her from Westworld. She's very good. At anyway, it. yes. So that Alice Bundy is also a famous actress, and it's the the rule in our household. If you're watching something that involves involves murders, mm -hmm. is if you see an actor or actress that you recognize, they're the one who did it, and it's almost always true that mm -hmm. that the one you recognize is the one who did it. I and mean, she was literally named Bundy. It's a Law and Order rule. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Law and Order is a good call. Mm -hmm. Ted Bundy. Okay, so up in sorry. Here, yes. Up in this piece. So Alice Alice Bundy threatens Juliet. Threatens Juliet. And then we move to Sean and Gus going over clues. Um, Sean realizes Doreen didn't kill herself and that another co-ed, Bianca, is in danger. Hey, I like that he does the red rum he thing. He did the red rum. <laughs> and then really that's not enough to like spark the backwards text thing. He has to <laughs> actually see it. Right. It's like, come on, dude. You're right there. I know. You should have. <laughs> yeah. It, it was it, George, we, you know what? I missed that point. You're very like he should have gotten it from the red rum that right. he did. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, they get to the house, but it's too late. Bianca is taking a bath when someone drops a toaster in from a uh, window above, killing her. Brutal. Yeah, okay. pretty brutal. I, I will say, I will say that that thing doesn't work anymore because the way that plugs in the modern world work, and if they're up to code, they have to work this way. Is that if there were a surge like that, it would actually shut off the electricity. But it, it's still a good plot device in, wow. in movies and TV shows, but it doesn't. It no longer happens that way. it's funny because there is a bunch of deleted scenes in this episode where like there's a building inspector there (laughs) like after the fact just saying that no this building's not up to code but it's like 45 minutes and it's just it's weird over different violations yeah and then when Juliet starts the like case for them she's like "Uh, the reason I need to involve you is because I'm so busy trying to get the building up to code now (laughs) Yeah. All right. So that so that that young woman dies in a bath. She dies in a bath. Pretty yeah. It's pretty brutal. And uh, then they move to the SPPD where they're questioning another co-ed, Betty, and they realize Doreen's death was not an accident but caused by the sorority. Meanwhile, Lassiter and Goochberg are investigating a uh, some case, and Goochberg's police skills are lacking at best, as we just you know you see on screen. Sean then I'm sorry, sneak- George, George, were you doing, were you doing a, uh, Bunk panel uh, for sure. For yeah, sure. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can call me. Betty. <laughs> yeah. Great movie. Great movie. Good. Holds up. Birdie, I'm sure. Birdie. I haven't seen it in like probably Tiger, a decade. I'm sure it holds Birdie. up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. It's another anyway. reference that I wish I understood. Yeah, oh, Riggs, you got to watch that movie. It is so dumb and awesome. What is the movie? Kung, Kung Pao, Pao. Enter the Fist. Enter oh. the Fist. That sounds, I'm, and add it to the watch list. So many movies in there, but yeah, I was okay. just, I just, my heart was swelling because George did a Betty, and I just, it was like, oh, he's one of my folks. No, I feel like a loser sometimes because I don't understand most. No, of oh, Reeks, that's not why you're a loser. <laughs> There's so many wow. other reasons. Got his ass. Got his ass. Okay, you you got fucking me. got his got ass. me, Reeks. I think you're great, man. Don't, <laughs> don't listen to JP. I'm sorry, I was just joking. I love you, buddy. No, I'm gonna take this opportunity to throw JP under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Sean is sneaking into Alice's house to snoop. He finds evidence to know that Alice is behind this. What the uh, heck? Yes, a bunch what of evidence. Heck? He has this psychic visions, the thing he does, you know, the psychic thing. Um, so he does so that in psychic? her house. Mm, Was that of. the big reveal in the season finale? I missed that. <laughs> That'd be so great. They just <laughs> he actually is psychic. Wow, what a <laughs> twist. <laughs> He starts um, turning into Tetsuo. This is really weird. <laughs> so he knows Juliet is, in, is the next target. And uh, Juliet is at a candlelit vigil at the mental hospital. Um, they call Lassie and race there. So Juliet is there. Should we see Juliet there alone with Alice, who is, you know, throwing this candlelit vigil, but under false pretenses. Throwing, throwing a candlelit throwing vigil. A candlelit I've never heard it described that way. <laughs> We were throwing a candle at vigil. Um, it was like what was the? It was like five dollar and unlimited keg. Yeah, it's for sure. Yeah, it's, for yeah. sure. It was a fundraiser. They just like she gives you a gives you a code. She gives you a cup when you get in the door, and like yeah. if you lose your cup, you're not getting any more beer. Sorry, five dollars yeah. for the next one. Yep. Oh man, me and words have a funny relationship. <laughs> there um, were there were a lot of candles, and I was really a lot glad of that candles. They addressed like it. it was actually candles. really funny that Julia addressed it, <laughs> and they also did the thing where they only hours. had one set of stairs, so yes. they filmed them going up the stairs, and then filmed them coming in from the door that was next to the stairs and go up the same stairs again. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Just- 
a lot of candles. Gotta do what you gotta do. I mean, they were gonna set up that many candles. No, yeah. you can't. Candle budgets only are are so high. <laughs> but she's there. Juliet is there alone with Alice, and um, they scuffle. You know, they have they 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 battle with an axe. Juliet great gets the fight. Great fight scene. Great what, fight. What scene. action? One, one complaint. One complaint. Go ahead. The axe swings are awesome, except for the one where she goes low and Juliet like leaps up like mm-hmm. she's playing hopscotch. <laughs> like that's the only one that really bothered me. All of the other ones, I actually think it's scary and intense. It's so much more of a like a real threatening fight scene than anything that's been in the show so far. 100%. 100%. And there's been guns and stuff. Right. Yeah, no, but this was like actually frightening. Yeah. And, and the actress, the actress is just so good and she plays that intensity. She does the good like uh she makes an Alice in Wonderland reference and then and then she does the reverse where she's like that sounded so much cooler out loud than it sounded in my head. Yeah. Like it was oh, so She was good. like, "Oh, should I say this?" And you say it, and you're like, "Yeah, that was good." <laughs> It was it was it was a good fight scene and Juliet gets the better hand of Alice yep. and they take her down. Sean and the Lassie and the Gus and crew arrive. Well, oh. no, Sean and Lassie arrive. Sean and Lassie arrive. Right. Yeah, Sean and Lassie. Gus are... is uh, indisposed. Yes, Gus is indisposed. I apologize. We will get into this, guys. But it's going to be we, a tough Gus Gush. We, Spoilers. It's gonna, yeah, it's going to be. It will be. But they arrest Alice and then Santa Barbara is safe for another week. Yeah, that's it. That's the end of the episode. We get well, we get the hot close. The hot close is Lassiter <laughs> comes into the chief's office, questions <laughs> being partnered with Goochberg. Fresh out the dryer, this hot close. Fresh. <laughs> George, I love you so much. That was that's really great. good. That's that great. was really good. That's great. Hey, um, hey, hey, Reeves, let's save let's save the, the hot the let's save the hot close because I want to talk about the hot close as we close out the season. Wow. Okay. Okay. I have, I that, I, I have, I have that makes really, sense to me. That's I have some really yeah. strong feelings about this 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 episode. Okay. Well, let's get into it then. Go ahead. What 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 did you think about it? This episode was perfect. Wow. I'm not even joking. I every aspect of it because they're doing an episode that is an homage, but they also made it their own, and it wasn't strictly homage. It wasn't strictly about being a horror movie. We got introduced to two jokes in this episode that we will see a lot of in the future. Number one, Sean's heard it both ways. Heard it both ways. This is our first Sean's heard it both ways in the series. That will come back. That is a great joke. They execute it pretty well here. It's so awesome. I clapped my hands when he said Mm -hmm. it. I didn't know it was coming. I had forgotten. I'm telling you on the Friends podcast, we're in season two. Joey has yet to say, wow. how you doing? And we got it in the first season. Wow. This is a important line for the show. It's something that fans of this show say to each other all the fucking time. So amazing. You know what they followed up with almost immediately in the same scene? Did you play Bud on the Cosby show? <laughs> My Comes up a couple fucking- times in this episode. It, it does, but that's the first time they ever did it, and it comes back, and it even pays off in the goddamn finale of the show. Wow. They, this was the launching of two of the most important jokes in this series. But even disregarding that, 
Our killer was awesome. She played it so well. Mm -hmm. They did the great scene with Juliet where she has the axe and Lassie and, and, and Sean come in and Sean has to calm her down to get the axe from her because she's so fucking angry and fired up and scared. And also, and I, I will give full credit to, to, to Claire who mentioned this. This is the first time that Juliet had an episode they finally figured out what to fucking do with Juliet. They mm -hmm. gave her a full episode and she was great and she was really strong and powerful. And then I won't even spoil it because I know you guys are going to talk about it, but man, there's a lot of Gus and Sean being afraid of things in this episode, <laughs> Gus especially, that were just belly laughs and also like, that's why I love these characters. I love this episode. I, and I'm, I'm happy to hear any criticisms of this episode and I'm being a little starry-eyed about it, but... Jesus Christ, this episode, I, I forgot how much I love this episode. And by the end of the episode, and we'll talk about the ending. The, I'm sorry, we'll talk about the hot clothes. Um, I was so happy. I was so ecstatic because I'm like, yeah, this is why I love Psych. Powerful. Impassioned speech mm -hmm. from the council. And now I'm going I'm to shut up and let you guys talk. I'm so sorry. No, please. I'm good. <laughs> Reese, what did you think, man? I loved it. I, I feel a lot of the, the same way, uh, same things JP said. I mean, it was a great um, season finale. Yeah. Great season finale. I feel like they were trying to do something big with this mm -hmm. episode. You know, they do the, in the future, they do the yin and yang episodes. And I feel right. like they were trying to go for something like that, that yeah. mm -hmm. in this episode. And like, maybe this was going to be a recurring thing, like the scary Sherry type deal or you know, something like that where this becomes a recurring thing in, in future seasons. And it very well could have been because it was a very strong episode. I really liked a lot of it. I mean, the B plot alone carries the, that is just that sells the episode for me by itself. It's so funny. Yeah. Lasseter, a great Lasseter episode. Great Juliet episode. You're right. Like she's used as bait a lot of the time in these you know, where she's coming up against, like, there's that one Civil War one where they had her strap the bulletproof vest on and act as the person everyone was trying to kill. Right. And it's kind of the same. Literal thing. bait. Yeah. And it happens again in the in future in the, in the in the series. But I am. It was a great Juliet episode. Great Sean and Gus episode. There's so many good, you know, so many good jokes, so many good, um, yeah, like the Sean, uh, the, I've heard it both ways. I use that a lot in my everyday life. So it was great to hear it. As um, do I. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. It was a fantastic season finale. Yeah, what, I, what I agree. Think, I, I think it was really great. I think uh, it, it was nice that we even checked in with everybody. Yeah. You know, Kirsten Nelson got some FaceTime. She checked in to be like, I've got a baby with colic. This is nothing for me. <laughs> that's, like, this is that a scene was so fucking great. That scene was so, you're absolutely right. <laughs> they gave her some time to like be like, this is my character, but I'm going to play it in a way that's relevant to the plot and also funny. Yeah. Um, Henry, a uh, little bit of a weak, I would say that he's probably the weakest point of this episode for me. Um, he just like is drunk and reveals that scary Sherry mm -hmm. <laughs> like didn't actually die, um, which that's good. But um... I, on that on that point, though, also. Henry is the type of person that's not going to go out there and brag about he saved someone's life that night. Right. And that's like true. Sean and Gus didn't know. And I kind of thought that was really cool that like he just didn't reveal it until 20 years later, 30 years later, mm -hmm. whatever the fucking large amount of time was. 
also their right. fist bump when they created. They created. That was fine. Yeah, I no, it, it, it just uh, it was just like a weird. It just felt weird that like they had him like be drunk and like. Uh, I, look, it was it wasn't a bad part. I'm just saying that like in an episode that is so excellent that that one scene ju- being just pretty good, right? Kind of felt like disparate from from the rest of it. Um, real, just on that real quick, because I had that in my notes, that scene, like just to, as the recap, and I took it out because I was thinking the exact same thing you were. It's like, it doesn't move the plot forward at all. It's just something that they, oh, cool, Gus and Sean. It just urban pays legend. off, right? right? It just pays off the the opening. Exactly. Which that's that's fine. That's all fine, it needs yeah. to do. That's that's fair. That's fair. But I, I, I think it says something about Henry. I also I, I also just. Sure, it does. Yeah. I mean, it, it does. Uh, I don't disagree with you. And I think that it's a pretty good scene, but uh, I just think that the, the rest of the, the episode is, is going so far, uh, so far ahead that um, I, I, this just falters me, behind a little bit. And let me, let me just say, I agree with you. It's probably the weakest storyline and the weakest scene mm-hmm. in the episode. Mm-hmm. But I think in other episodes, if that scene were to happen in a different storyline, that might be one of the stronger scenes of an episode. It's just mm-hmm. that this one was up against Titans. Yeah, I agree. Um, I will say uh, I hate uh, look, I really hate to be the guy who is uh, the poo pooer of things. Uh, I will say that my here we go. Yeah, look, <laughs> oh, no, no, please. no. I like I like this <laughs> episode so much, guys. I do. I really do. But um, I wish that the Juliet episode that we got wasn't her like being undercover as like a sorority bimbo yeah and 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 really adopting the sorority bimbo lifestyle as her right that's That's it that's That's my real only complaint about it um you know it's great that she gets to not have to be saved at the end that Mm -hmm. despite them showing up in case she needed backup that she was the one who handled the fight scene yeah um she did she handled it on her own took care of business uh, so I like that. Yeah, it was good. It was uh, that part of it, I think, because you're right. Like, I thought the same thing. Like, oh, it's just very caricature like just playing like a, a you know, like the sorority character She's and everything. doing like Cher from Clueless. Right, exactly. She was very yeah. much. And in fact, one at one point, she like responded to a phone call. And I was like, that was literally Cher from Clueless. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you, you ripped that off. But she tore shit up, you know, did. just you know, with the axe and everything. Yeah, it was, mm-hmm. it, it was a good, um, I, I love the ending. It was overall a great Juliet episode. I'm, I am, I'm just glad they're finding something there. They're, she's involved right. more. Well, and she and, at least and, got to be involved in the plot right. line. And, exactly. and regardless of the writing, I do think that the, that, 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 that Maggie Lawson crushed it. I, sure. Like, sure, I think sure, she sure. was really good in this episode. Yeah. Um, I also think that this is an episode where a lot of the details really work for me. Um, uh, the when they first start discussing Scary Sherry um, with uh, Maggie Lawson, and mm-hmm. they're like, "We know," the, it does like a fun little like music sting that I really, really loved, and I was like, "Oh man, they're having fun with this app. They're really having a nice time." I think that's part of why I love this episode so much. Is like you could tell that everyone was having fun with what they were doing mm-hmm. in this episode. Right? They like. It wasn't just that they brought their A game. It's that they brought like that ridiculous energy of like the way that law enforcement react to the victim of a Jason killing and like don't believe them and think that there's not Jason Michael Myers or Freddie would be a better example. But 
it was just, it, they, they, they played it really well within the genre while also maintaining being psych. Well said. Yeah, it was it, it, good, great way to end a season, you know, especially only a 15 episode season too. So, it, it, oh, George, you had something to say. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I saw your, I For saw once, your head, right? Your head, your, head, your head tilted and I was like, oh God, I've been talking the whole time. Don't interrupt George. Um, so, so this is the season finale. And it didn't, to me, feel like a season finale until the final scene of the episode, uh, the, 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 the hot close. Mm-hmm. And the chief is talking to Lassie, and he just doesn't understand why he paired her up with that other detective. And she says, I just thought you guys would hit it off. And everybody agreed. And it's this moment of realization where he's like, oh, this is how everyone sees me? And he steps out in the hallway and he tries to wave to some passing officers and they just don't acknowledge him. And you get a sense of this idea that like, he's only just becoming aware of how fucking abrasive and weird and awful he kind of is. Like people respect the work that he does, but nobody wants to be friends with him. And, and then you cut over to our crew, Sean and Gus and, 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 and Juliet eating Chinese food and just cackling about the adventure they just fucking had. Mm-hmm which is cheesy, but he looks at it like a little bit wistfully. And then Sean says, hey, and then he catches a fortune cookie and he doesn't join them, but he cracks it open and he smiles. And it's just, it gives that idea of like, we're going somewhere. That we're going somewhere and these people are getting better as people because they found each other. And Lassie, who is otherwise an outcast, has his weird little group that he never wanted to be a part of. Right. They love him. That he openly antagonizes. He does. <laughs> but it, it just like, I think that that was, the, that was the part where it was like, this is a season finale. And the season finale is saying these characters grow and the one that you would expect it from the least is growing and he's going to be a better person. Now, it's not like he jumps into being such a fantastic, warm and compassionate person, but it, it was so much depth and it was such a welcome button. Mm-hmm. Button. Hot or clothes. hot clothes. Hot clothes. On the season <laughs> that he, uh, I actually had like an emotional moment with it. I, I really felt like, I, you know what? Good for them that they, they like, they're, they're trying to show us that this isn't just a, 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 weekly episodic series. There's going to be growth and the characters are different. And also, Sean did not sexually harass or otherwise be creepy about any women in this episode. It's a in win fact, for Gus Sean. Did. Yeah, that's true. That I mean, is, at the beginning, it, when Juliet is dressed as the sorority lady, <laughs> then, then she's like turned around. It, it's Gus. It's Gus who comments on it first. Yeah, though. that's true. He does start it. Um, it's a Gus low point. I do, I do agree though. I, I like that ending a lot. I think I wrote down in my notes that it's a nice little "we like you" ending for Lassie. That like they see that there's a lot of bluster and bravado happening, but that there's like Transformers more than meets the eye. Nice. Um, and I think I think it's an it's an acknowledgement from the writers that they they have to give this character something more mm-hmm. because we're we, I mean we're well past that point in television where someone can just be the antagonist mm-hmm. even the, the the harmless antagonist like we, we sure. don't do that anymore we're just we're not into that 
or even just over the normal course of a television program, you know, there's a the term flanderization where characters become more and more of a caricature as the show goes on. Um, and this actively avoids that by proceeding to give the characters more and more depth. Instead, they're very conscious about it. I like that. I've never heard that. I like that. I, I was I was immediately thinking of Dwight Schrute, who was the bad guy. Yeah. And, 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 and over the course of like the first three seasons of that show, they started to give him at least a little bit of heart. And it makes the unlikable character suddenly a little bit likable. Mm hmm. It's very nice. It's very great, great lasting moment. Great hot clothes. Great, great hot, hot clothes. clothes. Just want to roll around in it. No, I just want to like grab it from the dryer and put it right on. You yeah. know. Gosh, gosh. Where are we? I'm going to go first Do with it. it. Do um, it. I loved when he, <laughs> when he's Gus is the distraction at Alice's house with uh, <laughs> the, the Mrs. Mrs. Delphire type. Oh, that's such a good pick. That's yeah. such Mrs. a good Pickles. pick. It was on my list. Classic. It's great. Very funny, Gus scene. Yeah. Um, I'll jump in and say that mine is when he lists out the terms and conditions of him oh, going to the asylum. Lord, you stole mine, you <laughs> son of a bitch. It's so good. The fact that Sean is like, let's go. And he's like, no, we need to take the time to do this now you need to agree to these terms or I'm not going. <laughs> and it just really there. Like, like you said, JP, there was a lot of really great Gus moments in this. Also a possibility was of course him having his foot stuck. No, in no, the... no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> well, suffice it to say that uh, in an episode full of great Gus moments that uh, him listing the terms and conditions in a hurried, but also very deliberate manner was just delightful. George, that was the one I was going to have as my first pick unless somebody else picked it, and I didn't wow. think anyone was going to pick it. I That's why I blah, 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 and I apologize. <laughs> that was rude. No, hey, um, that's fine. I, so, I, so I will say the other Gus moments <laughs> is him getting his foot stuck, and it's not the first time when the wind blows through and he's mm -hmm. upset, it's the second time they show him and he's like exhausted <laughs> from having swatted for yeah. like 15 full minutes. <laughs> and he's, he's so exhausted. And then you get the bud. Yeah. <laughs> the haunting voice. I, Gus, this was some of the best Gus moments of the whole season because mm -hmm. there were so many of them. And, and the ones you guys pointed out were on my list. He was, it was such a great Gus episode. Yeah, it's a really good one. That's so funny when he's down there, like on the ground, basically. <laughs> he's like, he's like fainting and has no energy, but is still kind of swatting. Still screaming also, too, I, like I, faintly. Like, oh. I also love that he pulled his bolt, his belt out of. Out yeah, of his, not today. Started swatting around. Very funny. Really good. It's, oh, it's hard to choose. Dula Hill. Dula Hill's a gift. Yeah. All right, I don't have a. There's no pea corner this week. Um, pineapple though. Pineapple though. Guys, so, guys, so did you know spot the pineapple? We all I know. Sure did. Yeah. Of course. Sure did spot the pineapple. I don't even. I mean, we all get the point, but we also none of us deserve the point. That was no. Well, it's only supposed to get a point if like everybody else doesn't get it, right? That's why George has two. No, no, no. no, no. We we all accumulate points, so okay. we all got a point, but it was. Right. Uh, it was. It's not a point that any of us. Are it was a of. gimme, yeah. which I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm kind of relieved because I'm like, <laughs> I, <finally saw> it. <laughs> I needed a pineapple. Yeah, I needed yeah. to see one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that only leaves one last thing. Then let's rate this season finale. Sure. Um, 
Uh, I think I, I'm going to go first because I would like to reserve the opportunity to revise Please. my score. Um, I like this episode a lot. I think that the setting of it is really great. And I think that the acting in it is really great. And I think that a lot of the writing in it is really great too. Um, but when I finished this episode and it went to the like uh, next up and I saw what the next episode is, I was like, oh man, I can't wait to put this Same. one behind me and watch is the, the next, next one. one the mummy? Is the next one no, the mummy? The next one is the, um, the American Idol parody. Oh God. It's so oh, good. God. <laughs> and I just am looking, I just am so immediately looking forward to that episode. And I think that maybe that's not fair to this episode, but I don't have to be fair because fuck it. I'm the additional host of this podcast. <laughs> so You're the um, best additional host of the podcast, sir. No, we are equal in all ways, JP. <laughs> as long um, as we're lesser than Reeves. Exactly, fine. exactly. Um, <laughs> but I, but I, I think that this one is really good. But just the fact that there, there was another episode for me to be like, oh, that's on another tier means that I can't give this a 10. I also had a few quibbles. I acknowledge that they are quibbles and perhaps uh, the nitpicks stand out because the episode itself is so good. But ultimately, I am going to give this episode a nine. Wow. That is Powerful. a solid, solid score. I'll jump in. I uh, completely, you know, it's, I, I've made my feelings clear on this. I think it's a great season finale. It's, it's a very fun episode. It's, it's a bigger episode than I feel like they have done. Um, and it really works on a lot of levels. A lot of characters get great screen time. And I mean, all really, but Henry, um, but and there's just not enough time for everybody that's involved, but I, I really like it. It's just, so at the risk of repeating myself, I'm just going to rank it and I'm going to give this one as a, a nine as well. Nine pineapples. I I'm going to be the weirdo here and say that I, I actually liked the Henry scene and I thought that it was important and I thought that it was good. And I thought that it was revealing of there's this thing where Gus and Sean think that they, now that they're adults, they, they can figure everything out and they know everything. And I like that Henry for as shitty as he can be, can sometimes chime in and just be like, use your fucking head guys. And they needed to use their heads. It, it, and they also, they, they were, they were so sure about this thing that happened when they were kids that didn't happen. And I think that that was a really important revealing moment. All of that said, I started, I, I do think this is a perfect episode of this show. I really do. I, I think that everything hit for me. That doesn't make it the best episode of this show. There are other ones that I know that are also perfect, but then also score higher in certain categories. And so as much as I want to give this one a 10, I can't only because there are still some flaws and there are still some weird things they're working out with the characters or with the writing, but it's really close. I'm going 9.5, guys. I think wow. that this episode, especially because you have to weigh the importance of the origin. Mm -hmm. 
of both the I've heard it both ways and people thinking that uh, uh, that Gus played Bud on the Cosby show, which mm-hmm. is such a fucking huge meta joke. It's so funny. And it, it, it just it, it's a joke for the audience. It's a joke for the audience in a broader sense. It's a joke for the audience in the way where we know you're aware of the show. We know that you watch this show. We know what you're saying about the show. We're going to sprinkle this with something very funny. And I think that that's ballsy and takes an awareness and a little bit of arrogance that actually I think pays off for them. So that's why it gets that little bit of bump. And I'm going to go 9.5. Wow. Powerful um, stuff. I, yeah, I, you made excellent points. Yeah. I, um, okay. So I am going to actually change my score, but not in the way that you might hope because I, I, got, I have to be truthful and I got scared. I got scared that I was going to be the one who is mean to the show. And I said nine at the very last second. And my honest answer is that this episode is an eight for me. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Oh, dropping a whole pineapple. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. That's nah. a little respectable score. Nah, I, mean, I mean, given given the pantheon of shows that we're going to come up against, like mm-hmm. this one. It's very good. This, it's a very good episode. Mm-hmm. I think this one gets credit, a lot of credit for me with that score for being important in the canon. Sure. And not I respect necessarily it. the execution. So like there are going to be later episodes that aren't necessarily important to the canon, but really nail it. And they right. might get higher scores. For sure. I, I respect it. Uh, this is just the, I have to keep myself honest, you know, of course, we, please. We all, George, we really honest, appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> okay. So bad episode. We all agree. Yep. And yeah. That- that's going to do it. That's it for the the season finale of Psych. Uh, we'll be back next week, though, with season two, episode one. Wait, there's more? Yeah, there's more. Hell wow. yeah, there's more. Um, and it's going to be a great huh. episode. We're all very excited. George, before we get out of here, where, where can they find us? Sure. Uh, you can talk to us on Twitter at HerdPlutoPod. Um, and you can email us all kinds of questions and thoughts and uh, what you thought, thought about season one. Tell us what you... Uh, like about the show what you don't like about the show so far season one of the show or or season one of our show sure yes the answer is yes to that i don't want to hear the comments i don't want to hear the comments (laughs) i want to hear your comments so email us (laughs) at heard about pluto pod on gmail or uh, message us at heard pluto pod on twitter um also since this is season finale we should go around and uh, tell everyone where they can find us individually Great idea. Okay. Um, you can find me at Riggs A15 on Twitter and Twitch. And follow me. Send any site questions there. I, I'm also happy to, you know, we'll collect them. You know, if you don't send them there, do we talk about psych there? Riggs A15. Is your, is your birthday coming up in like roughly two weeks? No, it's 812 actually is my birthday. A15 is a B-side lost reference. Um, but yeah, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> Very, yeah, my very birthday is coming close, up in a couple though. weeks. Yeah, yeah, okay, too. yeah, it's close. Wow. Um, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at JP underscore Pumpkinity. There's two ends in the middle, but good luck. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, check it out. Yeah, I'm very. Uh, I post a lot of pictures of cats. You have a podcast too that you post about. I do. It's called We Heard About Pluto. We are doing a recap <laughs> of Psych, which I love you haven't watched the show. You should really check it out. Now, you can check out uh, my other podcast is uh, Friendsman, 
uh, where we're doing a very similar uh, recap of every episode of Friends. We're in the middle of the second season now, and um, Joey still hasn't said, how are you doing? Shocking. It's fucked up, honestly. That's, sh- that's shocking to me. Yep. All right, George, where can they find your ass? Yeah, uh, I'm at Little Horror PHL on Twitter. The reason that that is the name is because my other podcast is the best little horror house in Philly, the show where we talk about the best horror movie ever made, according to our guest, at least. Um, We have had a whole bunch of really fun guests on recently, like uh, Mike Hanford was just on. Um, who else has been on recently? Joey Clift was just on. That was fun. Um, and we, I also, he's, he's not like a, a very famous guy, but my friend Umar Ditta, who is a very talented comic book writer, um, came on to talk about Manhunter and that movie fucking rips. So check out that movie does fucking rip. Yeah. Check out the best little horror house in Philly, whoever you podcast. Nice. And, and Riggs, if I, if, if, if I could just do one more, not yeah. for myself. Um, I, we've, we have, we have a mutual friend. Uh, our, our, our buddy has been making comics. And if you can check out it, eat what's, I'm sorry, it eats what feeds it, uh, which is uh, available in trade oh, yeah. paperback now. Um, and our, uh, so that, uh, sorry. And our other buddy, uh, Alex fear is, has just put out another Rick and Morty comic book. Uh, I believe it's uh, Morty got a new hat or Rick got a new hat. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't read it yet, but he's putting out episodes. So check out at Alex Fear. I believe is his screen name. Yes. But anyway, we've got lots of friends doing lots of amazing things. And it's really important to just go out there and support all these people. Uh, it is. Just small people doing small things, but they're really talented. They're really funny. They're really great. They are yes. Please follow them and buy buy their stuff. The comic is great. I bought the the first one and really enjoyed it. I have to get the other copies. But yes, follow all that. Follow us, and we'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. Oh no, there's another cat. Smooching. Same cat. <laughs> bye.